My brothers and sisters in the Lord, a, preach was, a priest was preaching in a brand new church. And because it was a brand new church and brand new construction, the lighting system was very high tech. Because in the lighting system in the church, there were sensors. So that if the sensor didn't detect any movement for about 20 minutes, all the lights would go off. It was a way to conserve energy and so that people didn't have to flick the lights on and off using switches anymore. And so he was preaching in this church and I would imagine his homily must have been very good because no one was moving in the church. No one was reading the bulletin or the newspaper or flipping through the missalette or anything like that. And so all of a sudden, while he was preaching, the lights went out. Complete darkness in the church, but he did not skip a beat. He just kept preaching until at the end of the homily, he said, and let us pray. And everyone bowed their heads and the lights came off because it noticed the movement. My brothers and sisters, I like that image because today is the feast day of the epiphany of the Lord, the manifestation of our God to the world. A world that was in darkness and then received the light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And today we hear that once again the famous story of the Magi on their journey following that star to Bethlehem to the Christ child in the manger. You see my brothers and sisters, the star is symbolic of the light that was coming into the world. And that light was not the light coming from any star or any sun, but from the Son of Man. The birth of the Savior. And the people who were in darkness, just like the people in that church, received the light and love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to remember, my brothers and sisters, that on this feast day of the Epiphany, we celebrate the light of Christ. We celebrate that light coming into the world, a world that is often filled with darkness. There's a story that during World War, I believe it was World War II, on the battlefield there was a young soldier dying. And so the chaplain came over to administer last rites. And after that, the young man grabbed the chaplain by the sleeve and he said to him, give me a light. Now the chaplain, figuring that this was the military at that time, he pulled out a box of cigarettes. And he stuck a cigarette in the young man's mouth. And he prepared to give him a light. And the young man said, oh no, I want the true light. And so the chaplain pulled out the cigarette. He pulled out his Bible and he opened it to John 8:12, And he read to the man, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And the young man smiled, and he died. The light of Christ coming into the world that changes everything and changes everyone as long as we open our hearts to the Lord Jesus. <coughs> because you see, my brothers and sisters, as we well know, in order for things to grow, you have to have light. 
And depending upon what type of plant or vegetation or what we're talking about depends upon what type of light we need. Well, for you and I to experience abundant life, we need to have light. And not just sunlight, my brothers and sisters, we need to have the light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shining in our lives. That's what we celebrate this day, the manifestation of our God to the world and the manifestation of our God to each and every one of us in order to change our hearts. Because you see, my friends, oftentimes, you and I well know, whether we're talking about the world we live in or society that we live in, and many times in our own lives, we prefer to live in the darkness. We don't want to live in the light. Because to live in the light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ means that I'm going to have to change some things means that I'm going to have to renew some things. It means that I'm going to have to re-examine my life to ensure that it is congruent with the message of the gospel. It was like a story in the early um, 1700s. I'm sorry, excuse me. I believe it was the late 1700s, about 1780. They were tearing down an old um, castle slash prison in France. And in that particular prison for many years, there was a man who was kept in the dungeon. And he never saw the sunlight for many, many years. And as they were tearing down this old jail, this old castle in France in the 1780s, they decided that they were going to pardon this man and release him back into society. And so when they brought him out from the dungeon into the daylight, he couldn't stand it. He couldn't readjust his eyes. He begged to go back into the darkness of the dungeon to live out the rest of his life there. Oftentimes, my friends, that's us. We rather the darkness than the light. Because the light's going to ask us to refocus as we live out the message of the gospel. I didn't know this. A friend of mine works as a carpet cleaner. He has a business. And he said, one of the things they do, here's a little trick, one of the things they do in order to help drum up business is that they'll go into someone's home. And he said to me, especially if that person has a pet and that pet lives in the home, well, they may be the cleanest person in the world, but they don't realize those pets leave little droppings. And so what they do is they take a very strong black light and they put that black light and they turn all the other lights off and they bring it into the home. And that black light causes those little droppings to crystallize and they begin to glow in the dark. So they go into someone's home with this black light and they look at their carpet and their rugs and their furniture and their drapes and even on the walls and they see all this crystallization. And he said they like to die. <laughs> Clean it up, do something, do anything. Get rid of it. He said, some people can say, turn off the light. I can't bear to see it anymore. Call the SPCA. <laughs> but you see, my friends, oftentimes that's us. Because the light of Christ shines in our life. And all those little sinfulness and all those little things that are dark in our life, they begin to crystallize. And we begin to see them. And we don't want to see them, because if we see them and we're truly faithful to the gospel, we have to repent. We have to renew our lives. So it's better to stay in the darkness. But as long as we stay in the darkness, my friends, then we stay in slavery. To sin, we're held in bondage to the past, 
and we're never able to truly renew ourselves. Because the light of Christ, my brothers and sisters, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ calls us out of the darkness in order for us to be a new creation. That's our celebration today. The proclamation of the coming of the Messiah and the presence of the Messiah to the world so that you and I may be a new creation. And that's so very important, that we desire that, to be that new creation. As a wonderful little example, all of us are familiar with stained glass. Well, of course, as long as the sunlight is out, you can see the beautiful images in the stained glass. But as soon as the sunlight disappears, the stained glass turns dark. Well, if we look at that image in our life, my friends, the only way, if we're that stained glass, the only way we're going to glow in the darkness is that the light of Christ has to come from within. That it's not just all external. That's what it means to be a new creation. That's what it means to truly live out our baptismal promises. Because as that, as that stained glass, we're able to shine. Because what does Jesus say in the Gospel of St. Matthew? You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see the good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Do we let the light of Christ shine through us? Let's say, my friends, that we're approaching the pearly gates. We made it to heaven. And as we approach the pearly gates, St. Peter says you can say a few words to the people on earth. And at the same time, let's say that we're saying these few words, a beam of light is going to leave the sun. Now let's say hypothetically, the distance from where the pearly gates are and the sun is to the earth is the same. Okay? So we're going to speak a few words and the beam of light is going to leave the sun. Now that beam of light is going to reach the earth in eight minutes from the sun to the earth. In that same distance, your few words, it's going to reach the earth in 1,936 minutes. Now use that comparison, my brothers and sisters. Why? Because so often we rather talk than shine. Boy, we can talk a good talk. But shine how we live our life. And by the way we witness by our very lives, we give glory to God. My dear friends, on this great feast of the Epiphany, may we truly shine, and may we allow the light of Christ to dwell in us so that you and I can be renewed this day and go forth to proclaim the gospel.